0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody, and welcome to the Word Podcast. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. We continue through our examination of the Word of God, and we're in Second Timothy right now in the third chapter, and looked at the last two or three episodes of the first few verses. But I want to read through them again because it's really important to remember the context. And sometimes it's hard to do that in a short format like this, because even the first word of the third chapter says, but well, then you have to sort of reflect and remind yourself of what was said in the first two chapters, right? And we simply don't have time to go back over all that. So we just do well. To, to read and to listen to the scripture over and over. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 says this. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, Brutal haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied his power, avoid such men as these. And so that last verse is verse 5 of 2 Timothy 3, and we've read it uh, two or three episodes, I guess, in a row right here and see in the whole context of this last sentence, which I think is verses 2 through 5. But I think it's really important just to take a moment to uh, continue to dwell upon this. You see what type of men these people are, okay? You can go through that list over and over and see more things every time you see it. At the end, it says, they're lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god so these individuals and they're called men here's men and women also right? mankind they are not lovers of god they love pleasure rather than god but then the very next phrase says holding to a form of godliness okay and the words actually uh, the greek word that translates piety okay or reverence, or uh, respect, even devotion, you know? In other words, they're very religious. They look good. They sound good. But the phrase before says that they're lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I tell you what, folks, I think this is a major, major problem within the organizational church today. Within the organizational church the organizational church is led by those that are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It is led by those who hold to a form of godliness. Okay? They look religious. They'll have the credentials. They'll have the degrees that man confers. They'll have the position. They'll have the power. Okay. They have all this. And but it's just a form of godliness. And then the next phrase is very, very revealing. Although they have denied its power. Well, what is its? Godliness. Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. This is really important, folks, because we have so many that are in organizational leadership that Are described in this way right here. They love the pleasure. You can see it. You can see it in their lifestyles. You can see it in their deeds that they give far more uh, attention to pleasure than they do to God. Sometimes you can see it manifested physically, okay? And it may be in the stuff they have. Let me just put it that way, okay? The stuff they have in their pursuits, what their conversation is about. Okay. What are they talking about? What, what brings great joy in their life? And then a lot of times you'll see that it's uh, guised in a form of godliness, in a religious pursuit, and yet what have they done? They have denied its power. They have denied the power of godliness because they don't pursue godliness. They're not lovers of God. They're reckless. They're conceited. They're lovers of God. Of pleasure and out of that comes all the stuff that we've seen right here okay they're lovers of themselves they're lovers of money they're boastful they're arrogant my the, the hubris that's involved in leadership it's just sometimes uh amazing i mean i know some individuals you can't even talk with them no matter what you're talking about every sentence is turned to, well, I've done this. I've done that. That's like when I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. I mean, it, is, it, it gets you so sensitive to it that you're even scared to use the word I for yourself. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, with uh, rejoicing one other and communicating and this kind of stuff and talking about the past and what God's doing with you personally, all that kind of good stuff, you know, what's going on with you. But you know the difference of which I speak. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, somebody will, will give a prayer request about something. They go, "Oh yes, 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 yes." Well, I've had that problem. This, and it's just, it's just dumbfounding. They're so arrogant, so boastful. They're revilers. They're disobedient to parents. They're ungrateful. They're unholy. Notice that ungrateful, unholy, unloving. A lot of uns right there. What are true believers? True believers are grateful. True believers are holy, godly. In other words, true believers are loving. They're irreconcilable. People will approach them and say, Hey, you know, let me, we think you got a problem right here. Is there some way we can help? You know, those of the body will approach those in leadership and they get, they're just rebuffed, you know, just rebuffed. And then the powers that be over them will try to help and and, and nothing changes. Why? It's because they're without self control. They hate good. They're treacherous. They're They're reckless. And again, they're conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. This holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied his power, is really important. Because what they're denying is the power of godliness. But they're actually denying godliness. Okay? They are denying salvation. They are denying what the Lord does in the transformation of someone. When he calls them out of darkness, when someone repents and confesses of their sin, and the Lord gives them a new heart, they're denying this. Oh, they look good. Okay, right? They look good. Now, you know, there are those who are unsaved within the body, you know, just the organizational body. They're just members of that organization. But the ones that are really causing the greatest damage, are the ones that are in the leadership position that live like this. What does Paul tell Timothy to do with these? Well, he closes it out in the fifth verse, and he says, avoid such men as these. Avoid them. Let me just read this next verse. We probably won't be able to get too far in it, but we'll see. Verse six says this. For among them, among who? Among men who do things like this. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women. Some translations say foolish or silly women, weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, there's a big debate right there. Is it the women that are uh, uh, led by various impulses, always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth? Or is it the men? Uh, you know, I, I dare say both. OK, but the context of all this are these men who live this way. In other words, they're entering into relationships within families and these entire households, and they're captivating weak women. And these women are weighed down by sins. And the women and the men both, they're led on by various impulses. Uh, King James's diverse lust, various passions, these various kinds of desires, the Lexman says. And they're always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They're learning about all sorts of things about the Bible, all sorts of things about their denomination, all sorts of things about this and that, but they don't come to the knowledge of the truth because they have rejected the truth. If you're not saved, you're not going to understand the balance of it. It's what it boils down to. Tell you what, I'm past my time right here, and so we'll pick this up next time. Again, I'm Dale. and Thank you so much. Goodbye.